Hey, welcome to the Beginner Photography Podcast. Today's guest watches more than 80 hours of photography YouTube videos every single month. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Beginner Photography Podcast, a weekly podcast for those who believe that moments matter most and that a beautiful photo is more than just a sum of its settings. A show for those who want to do more with the gear they have to take better photos today. And now your host, Raymond Hatfield. Oh, welcome back, my photo friends. Look at you here and ready to go. Look, I gotta say, I am, I'm sorry about that intro. There was no mean to, you know, confuse you with that. Uh, actually, there is no, there's no guest today. It is just you and I hanging out together. But I really wanted to highlight something that is important. And I want to know, what was your first reaction to to that intro? Was it, oh, wow, you know, 80 hours of YouTube videos every month? That is really impressive. I cannot wait to hear what they have to share. Or was it, oh, wow, 80 hours of YouTube videos a month? Who cares? <laughs> because I'm assuming, and I know my reaction would be the latter of the two. So while, you know... I would be willing to bet that that person probably knows a good deal about photography. You and myself would rather hear from somebody who, I don't know, shoots for 80 hours every month. You know, like actually does the thing. But why? Why would the person who who shoots for 80 hours a month be more interesting to listen to or more credible than the person who learns for 80 hours a month. And that is exactly what I want to talk about today. The difference between learning and doing. The difference between knowledge and wisdom. Yes, fun stuff, I know. So recently I was rereading uh, one of my favorite books. It is called A Company of One by Paul Jarvis. And there was an interesting passage that uh, came up that I've just been thinking a lot about lately. And that is, knowledge and wisdom are two different things. I'm reading from the book here. Knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. But wisdom is knowing not to put a tomato in a fruit salad. And that was a quote from Miles Kingston. You only learn and become better by doing the thing. That's the only way. That's the only way you know that tomatoes are far too acidic for a fruit salad. See, the point is, is that you want to fail. Because it's the only way that you're going to grow. If you were to tell kids who had never had fruit before, you know, all of these things are fruits, what would you put into a fruit salad? They're all going to include tomatoes. Because they know that they're fruits. But us having, I don't know, more formed brains or having actually been brave enough to try a tomato, uh, we know that it would not be good in a tomato salad. And that piece of information right there is the wisdom. Another uh, way that it's put while I was doing some research about this idea is that knowledge is simply gathered from learning and education. Wisdom is gathered from day-to-day -day experiences. Knowledge is merely having clarity of facts and truths 
while wisdom is the practical ability to make consistently good decisions with that information. Now, I think that that right there is a pretty important distinction. Be- when, when, when I had started the podcast, I, my number one goal at the time was to teach you photography. And while many of you have told me, you know, that the podcast has been incredibly helpful to you through the, the emails that you send, the messages on Facebook, uh, or the reviews that you leave for the podcast, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, I'm starting to kind of rethink my goal there from teaching you the technicals of photography to just inspiring you to actually go out and shoot. Because that right there, that right there, the going out and the shooting is where the wisdom comes from. Nobody cares how knowledgeable you are. I take that back. Yeah, no, that's a pretty poor statement. But the point is, is that when it comes to knowledge and wisdom, we see wisdom as more valuable. When we look at the, uh, you know, the when there's movies and there's uh, there's there's the wise man, right? The old wise man who, you know, just sits in this corner over there and, and just, you know, knows everything. And then at the end of the day, saves the day because of the, the wisdom that he had and or that they had in, in, in whatever it is that they share. That is the value. It's not it's not the knowledge. Simply put, you can't just watch a, a best photography tips for beginners video on YouTube and then go around saying, you know, that you can only shoot at ISO 100 if you want sharp photos. Because that is, it's an incomplete statement. I personally can shoot beautifully sharp photos at ISO 3200. And I can also shoot buttery, soft images at ISO 400. But the only reason that I know that is because I've done it. It's not because someone told me on a YouTube video it's not because I read it in a Facebook group. It's because I've done it. Knowledge is knowing that a high ISO can cause graininess or digital noise in your image. But wisdom is knowing that you, with your camera, even at ISO 6400, 8000, can achieve a perfectly deliverable image as long as the other two aspects of the exposure triangle, shutter speed and aperture, are in line. Knowledge is knowing that, yeah, a high ISO can cause you to lose some sharpness in your image. But wisdom is knowing that when your bride is hugging her grandma on her wedding day, you could shoot that photo at ISO 20 million, and they would still love and cherish that photo. And this is like this is where I struggle the most, because as a as a podcaster, as an educator, I want to give you all the information that you need to that you know would make you a proficient and a successful photographer. But because I don't know what you want to shoot, because light is always changing, camera technology is advancing very quickly, and because I don't have your life experience, I can't possibly know how you see the scene in in your head. I can't possibly know how you see the world. And that means that I can't tell you how to capture an image. The best that I can do is to teach you and give you the knowledge about, you know, exposure. I can't tell you what the perfect exposure is 
because it's subjective. You have to determine what the perfect exposure is based on factors that only you can answer with wisdom. That's why there are light and airy photos. That's why there are dark and moody photos. And yet both can be properly exposed. And yet each is wildly different from each other. It all comes down to how you see the scene in your head. What do you want the photo to look like? And once you know what you want the photo to look like, you take the knowledge that you have learned and apply your wisdom to take that knowledge and, 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 and build the photo that you see in your head. Knowledge is, is knowing that noon is probably the worst time of day to shoot because the sun is directly overhead. It's not very flattering to the face. But wisdom is knowing you can use trees and buildings along with creative compositions and still be able to capture beautiful images that are free of harsh lighting. And that right there is, well, I, I, don't, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but we really don't talk about settings on this show. And if you listen to other photography podcasts, they don't talk about settings really either. Because there are so many factors that go into choosing which settings are right for your photo that it's just simply impossible. Otherwise, you know, there would be, I don't know, 10 podcast episodes total. And it would teach you everything that you need to know about photography. And then you would just go out and you would, you would just master this thing. But that's not possible because, you know, I can tell you that if you go out at noon to shoot, you're going to need a low ISO, you're going to need a pretty quick shutter speed, and, you know, then you choose your, your, or rather, you choose your aperture, and then you say, whatever the shutter speed needs to be, that's what it is, right? Let's say, in this case, um, one one-thousandth of a second. But, if it's noon, for, you know, at the exact same moment, somebody uh, in St. Louis, you know, it might be cloudy there. And even though it's noon, the same time, the light is different because the clouds and because the light is different in their location, as opposed to my location, our settings won't be the same at all. And that's why I can't tell you if you're going out at noon, shoot with these exact settings and you're going to get fantastic photos. Simply not possible. Hey, Raymond here. If you're sometimes baffled by which camera settings to use, then I've got just the thing for you. My free guide, Picture Perfect Camera Settings. It's a fantastic starting point for anybody eager to understand the basics of camera settings in various shooting scenarios. And it's tailored to beginners who want to get out of auto mode, providing clear, easy to follow suggestions on where to start with your settings. So whether you're capturing a stunning landscape or a family portrait, Picture Perfect Camera Settings will help you to get off of automatic mode and explore the possibilities your camera offers. Remember, mastering photography settings is a journey, and this guide is your first step. And the perfect resource to guide you towards finding the right settings for your style. So grab your copy today at perfectcamerasettings.com and start your journey to better photos. And that's the knowledge that I can give you right there. But the wisdom you have to figure out, and you have to figure out what settings will work for you. Because they change. They're fluid. 
the perfect settings are fluid. And that's why in my free ebook, Picture Perfect Settings, I only talk about the technicals. I share the photos with you uh, that I've taken both personally and professionally. And then I share those camera settings. Again, it, it's not for you to copy because, as you know, that would be useless. Perfect settings are fluid. But I share the settings for you to get a starting point. And then I share which settings I would change in what situations. You know, if I'm outdoors and, you know, these are the settings that I'm using and it doesn't work, I would probably change my shutter speed to, uh, you know, either up or down to get the right exposure. If you're indoors and these settings that are within the book don't work, I would change my ISO until I found the right exposure. Because, again, you need to have a starting point, and that is where the knowledge comes from. I'm going to give you the starting point. But the wisdom comes from getting to that starting point and then starting yourself. Because the only way that you can learn for yourself is to do the thing. I want the photos and the settings and the info in the book to be inspiring for you to actually go out and shoot for yourself. So if you haven't done so already, you can actually grab your own copy of Picture Perfect Camera Settings, absolutely free, in the show notes of this episode, uh, or which you can actually find in the uh, in the podcast player. If you're an Apple podcast, you just swipe up. Um, or you can just head over to beginnerphotographypodcast.com. You'll see it right there. It's on the homepage. Download it. Give it a try. See what I'm talking about. I give you the knowledge, but you have to find the wisdom. So knowledge is, is reading the tips, but wisdom is getting out and trying them for yourself. I want you to see that, oh, Raymond took this great photo, perfectly exposed, here are his camera settings, and then you go out, also, you know, sunny day or indoors or whatever the prompt is, and then you try those settings, and then you see that it doesn't work. That is what I want. Because then you're going to have to figure out how you're going to make it work for yourself. And unfortunately, when it comes to the business side of photography, the difference between knowledge and wisdom feels even smaller despite you needing to be crystal clear on both of them. Knowledge is writing in your contract that clients can't edit your photos when you deliver them. But wisdom is knowing that your clients are super excited to share your photos and when they just naturally share their photos with the world, they just apply filters to them. That's what they do with every photo that they post. But it's not a comment on your editing abilities. And then insight is figuring out what you can do next time to better prevent this from happening again. Maybe making a comment during the couple session about filters and then reminding them again in an email when you deliver the photos. A small business has... Uh, an inherent trust. It has more inherent trust than, uh, you know, a big business. A small business, we assume, is going to take better care of uh, their customers. A small business is going to figure out a proper solution to an issue rather than a blanket response. And what's funny is that over the past few years, I think we've seen big businesses trying to be so, so just 
act so incredibly hard trying to act like small businesses. And yet small businesses have this tendency to only want to act like big business. But that is only because we are seeking the knowledge on how to run a business rather than doing the reps to actually run a business and then when a problem arises, figure out a creative solution. Now, a few years ago, I had a couple who uh, I met them from one of my current couples. So I was shooting a wedding. And then at the wedding, um, a couple came up to me. They said, hey, we're getting uh, married. You know, can you send us some information? So I did. Uh, they, they obviously liked how I handled myself at the wedding. They loved the photos that I delivered to their friends. And they were very happy. And we ended up, you know, they wanted me to shoot their wedding. So when it came time for their engagement session, we talked about it, what we were going to do, came up with a plan. And I'll be honest, I thought that I just nailed that engagement session. They were fun. They were natural. The light was beautiful. You know, it was just one of those days where it was like everything that you put in front of your camera looked great. I was super happy with the session. But afterwards, when I had delivered their photos... I got an email back 48 hours later saying, Raymond, we're not really happy with our engagement session. And that hurt, obviously, you know, as, as, uh, as, as artists, we're going to call ourselves. Um, it hurt to hear somebody say that they didn't like your work. And then when money is involved, that's a whole nother thing. Because at first you think to yourself, should I ditch them as a client? Should I give them a refund, should I, like what, like what happens here? And I would say that the images that I delivered to them were not out of the uh, scope of my body of work. It matched perfectly. So I didn't know what to do. So knowledge is telling them that the delivered images simply matched my body of work and therefore that's what they paid for. And that was their engagement session. So, see you on your wedding day. But wisdom was figuring out that I needed to get to the root of their problem and then come up with a creative solution. Now, in this case, it turns out that, that while they you know, weren't happy overall with their engagement session, they were happy with the photos that I delivered. It's just that they wanted more camera-aware photos. They were, you know, looking, smiling at the camera. Now that, that's on me. So while I would say that still matched my body of work, I didn't do the best job that I should have, that I could have, of explaining that, you know, I do, I simply put them in fun situations and then I capture their natural reactions. They would assume, and rightfully so, I mean, why not? That they're going to get a good amount of photos where they're looking at the camera, they're smiling, they're happy, and all these things. But I didn't bring that up to them. And because it was a referral, you know, they were happy with the photos that they saw. They knew that they were going to be properly exposed. They liked, I guess, the editing style. They liked all that stuff. So again, that's on me. So rather than point to my contract, I said, yeah, okay, I get it. Let's, let's do it again. That way they were happier, and now I am happier too because I have the insight that I need to make their wedding day much better, which 
you, you just simply can't redo as easy as an engagement session. Knowledge is a couple booking you for eight hours of wedding coverage. But wisdom is knowing that, you know, the schedule can fall behind on a wedding day and you're not going to leave in the middle of grandpa's heartfelt speech. Well, because you hit your eight hours. Time to go home. Look, I really wish that I could give you, you know, the five simple tips. And you would just be able to go out and kill it. But it's not possible. You know this by now. It is simply not possible. Knowledge and wisdom are just too far apart. And wisdom is so personal that the only thing that you can receive is knowledge. Wisdom has to come from within you. Now, I mean, sure, there's things... Look, knowledge is uh, knowing that a full-frame camera is better than a crop sensor camera. Knowledge is knowing that a larger memory card will let you shoot all day on a single card. Knowledge is knowing that uh, uh, an f1.2 lens is a dream portrait lens. But uh, wisdom, let me see if I can remember this. Wisdom is knowing that a smaller camera can let you get into more places and make people feel more comfortable. Wisdom is knowing that the larger the card, the larger the heartbreak when it gets corrupted and you lose all of your photos. Wisdom is knowing that with social media compression, you can't tell the difference between f1.2 and f2.8. Plus, have you ever tried focusing at f1.2? It is a nightmare. Sorry, I got your eyelash in focus, but the rest of your face is out of focus. <laughs> but the background looks cool, right? Now, okay, so so having said that, I, 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 I still want you to go out and I want you to use an f1.2 lens. I want you to form your own opinion on shooting at f1.2. Because photography isn't black and white. Uh... Well, it is. What I mean is, like, okay, pun not intended. Pun unintended? No, no pun intended. So, obviously, photography can be black and white, but that doesn't mean that it is yes or no for everything. Photography is, uh, it's colorful. Let's keep going with this. Photography is colorful. And that means that for some, the f1.2 lens is the perfect lens for them. It is the lens that enables them to capture the type of photography that they can only see in their head. And for others, you know, if you're shooting sports, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not going to work. But but maybe it will. Who knows? Maybe it will. Here's Here's a fun exercise to think about. If you're just getting started... And you found, you know, uh, one of those, uh, you know, top 10 mistakes that beginners make or whatever. And you did those things for yourself. And you tried to make those things your own. You know, uh, shooting in JPEG, uh, shooting at noon, uh, you know, all those sorts of things. You would learn so much more about photography and then be a better photographer than anybody else. Who stayed at home because 
that YouTuber or blogger or whatever said not to do those things. Because you actually getting out and you actually doing them, even if the results are poor, and you discover at the end of it, yep, that's right, <laughs> like I should not do these things, you're going to be so much better of a photographer than those who just stayed at home because that photographer, or the, the YouTuber rather, said, like, don't do these things. Because that is where the wisdom comes from. That is where you get wisdom. Right there. Your own experience. Even if it's a bad experience, that's where the wisdom comes from. So next time you hear somebody, including myself, yes, including myself, next time you hear anybody or me tell you what you should or should not do, just don't take it for face value. Be curious about it. Take that knowledge that they have just given you, but then find your own wisdom. That's it for this week. Short one. But I wanted it to be impactful. I wanted it to be a punch in the gut. Hey, stop watching YouTube. Stop listening to this podcast. Just go out and shoot. Just go out and shoot. So until next week, seriously, get out. Keep shooting. Stay safe. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Beginner Photography Podcast. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving a review in iTunes. Keep shooting, and we'll see you next week.